what I know today. And so I've got to remember, and what you have to remember is this. We are set apart by God. We are called by God to be different. We are the church of Jesus Christ. We don't conform to this world. We are not like this world. We, we have hope. Come on, somebody. We don't live like people who have no hope. We have hope. No, Pastor Ben, what if I get that, what if I get that coronavirus and I die? Well, if that happens, you beat us to heaven, and that's awesome. Come on, somebody. Like, we're going to die one day, right? I'm not trying to make light of it. Please, please understand me and hear my heart. Like, but what, what do we have to be afraid of? In fact, today's message is not afraid. I'm, I'm not afraid, y'all. And do you know what I would tell you is don't be afraid. We're not afraid. And there are three ways that we're just not like this world. Three ways that we're different than the people who have no hope, the people who are wringing their hands right now, the people who are hiding out in their home and they're glued to CNN or Fox and they're trying to figure out what's next. We're different than that. Here's how. Number one is because we live by faith, not fear. We live by faith. Like, there, there's an acrostic for fear that says fear is, is false evidence appearing real. Right? It's, it's, it's something that, yeah, that's what the statistic says. That's, that's what, it's a real deal, right? But listen to me, we don't live by that way. We don't live by fear. We live by faith. Now, we have common sense, don't we? God gave us common sense. We have that. But look what Jesus said to his disciples in John 14. He's comforting them, and he says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Well, Pastor Ben, it's everywhere. I know. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Well, what's going to happen if it comes to Wichita Falls? Don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Again, in verse 27, Jesus says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give like the world gives. The world gives with us with, with a stipulation. The world gives with a condition. The world says, okay, I'll give you this in exchange for that. But no, Jesus just gives it. If you have to earn it, it's not a gift, by the way. I'm going to say that again. If you have to earn it, it's not a gift. And Jesus says, I give you a gift. I'm giving you a gift. And he says, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I love the way the New Living Translation says it. He says, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind, peace of heart. And the peace I give you is a peace, it's a gift that the world can't give you. In other words, this peace that I'm giving you goes beyond human understanding. The peace that I'm giving you passes all understanding. You can't buy this peace. You can't snort this peace. You can't drink this peace. You can't shoot this peace up in you. You can't get it any other way. Come on, somebody. This peace comes from God. It comes from God. It only is from Jesus, and it's not. it goes past our human understanding. And can I tell you today that God is not concerned about this in the least little bit? Are you with me today? Did you know that he's not wringing his hands? He's not up in heaven going, Jesus, what are we going to do? He's not up in heaven going, oh God, or oh me, what am I going to do? 
He's not worried about, he's not worried about it. He's not going, he's not like, Jesus, I didn't know this was going to happen. Well, I mean, what's next? He's, he's not. Nothing is occurring to him. He's not coming up with new ideas. He's never had an idea. It, it was already there, right? Like, he, he's, he's, not, he's not calling a committee meeting. He's not saying, let's get all the COVID-19 task force together. Let's figure this out. Gabriel, Michael, let's figure it out. No, he's, he's not doing that. He's not, he's not worried about it in the least little bit. And that ought, to be a, that, ought to, that ought to say something to us. He's not concerned. He's not surprised. He's not caught off guard. Our God is faithful. Our God is good. Our God has a plan. Our God will not leave us. He'll, he will not forsake us. Amen? Amen? He's working all things for the good of those who love him. I love what 2 Timothy chapter, chapter 1 says. Verse 7, it says, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. This is, this is one of the scriptures that we've been quoting and preachers have been talking about all week long and they've been posting it online. God has not given us a spirit of fear. I don't have to be afraid of this. But what has he given me? He's given me love, power, and a sound mind, self-control. He's given us that. He's given us that. So we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to worry. We're not panicking, y'all. We're the church. We don't have to panic. Why don't, why don't we panic, Pastor Ben? Because we have peace. Why, why aren't we panicking? Because we have peace. Well, why are we not afraid? Because we have faith. We have faith. So listen to me. 2 Corinthians, Paul encourages the Corinthians church, and he says this. We live by faith, not by sight. I know what you see on the news. I know what you heard on your way in to church this morning. I know what you've seen and I know what you've heard, but we live by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith. So let's remember that, that we, have, that, that we choose faith over fear, that faith is greater than fear. Amen? Amen? Now, the second thing, the second way we're not like this world is is that we are sacrificial, not selfish. In the middle of a pandemic, what should we be doing? Rushing the stores to stock up on everything? If you did that, I'm not, I'm not picking on you, by the way. I don't have pictures, you know, to show on the screen. <laughs> like this person. No, I don't, I don't have that. I, I, that's our human nature to react that way, though. We're like, man, I gotta get toilet paper, even though it has nothing to do with this virus. That we just gotta go. Get, we gotta have lots of it. But, but we we do that. We react. We overreact. And I'm just saying, as a church, we're gonna be sacrificial, not selfish. As a church, I've told our team, hey, we're not gonna spend anything unnecessarily. Because I don't know where this is going, and I want us to be able to make a difference in our city with the offerings and the tithes that are giving here. Amen. Come on, somebody. What, what, what if? Let's yeah. What, what, what if we're, we're, the kids can't go to school the week after next, and all of those kids who would normally be fed at school aren't getting a meal anymore? How can we step in as the church then and go to their neighborhoods and cook food for them and be a blessing to them using what you've already given, Right? So we just say, hey, we're, we're going to be wise. We're, we're not going to be selfish. We're not going to hoard it up. No, no, no. We're going we're gonna to be sacrificial. 
We're going to give. I love what Philippians says in chapter 2. It says, don't be selfish. I used to sing this song to my boys. Don't be selfish. Don't be rude. It's time to get a new attitude. <laughs> yeah, I need to start that again. We've been struggling there a little bit, right? <laughs> don't be selfish, though. Paul says, don't try to impress others. Hey, man, look at I got 22 pounds of hamburger meat just now. United. Now, don't try to, to impress others. What, what if you say, hey, I got 22 pounds of hamburger meat. Here's a pound for you, pound for you, pound for you. Because you begin to think of others as better than yourselves. And you don't look only for your own interests, but you, you start looking out for others too. And you go, man, that's a single mom who, who is out of work this week because her kids can't go to school and she doesn't have childcare. How can we take care of her? How can we sacrifice to make a difference for her? Are you with me? We're sacrificial. And that's exactly what the early church did, guys. They were facing extreme persecution. The early church was being killed because they believed in Jesus. Did, did, that, did they run in hiding? Did, did, they, did they disperse? No. The Bible says in chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, it says that all the believers... Now, the Greek word for all means all. The belief. <laughs> Greek word for all means all. So they were together and they had everything in common. What does that mean? Hey, what's mine is yours. What's yours is mine. We're just going to pull our resources. Everything's in common. And they sold property and possessions. Why? So that they could give to anyone who was in need. They, 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 they met together. Continually, They continued to meet together in the temple courts in church on Sundays or Saturdays because they were Jewish, right? But they, they met together in temple courts and house to house. They broke bread in their homes. They had small groups together, and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts. And I want you to notice that they continued to meet together. Now, I'll be honest with you. I struggled with, do we have church? Like, well, like what, what, what are we going to do? Like, I don't know if we should have church or if we shouldn't have church. I'm, I'm not sure. And, and honestly, I was kind of waiting on our local government, our state government, and, and nobody, the school system said we could still meet, and the local government didn't put a, a, a limit on gatherings, and the state government didn't put a limit on gatherings. So I was like, I guess, guess we'll meet. I guess we'll have church. And I'm glad we did. But, but I, was, I, I was concerned. I don't know what I'm supposed to do about this. And I'll say it this way. In this time, there are people who are trying to figure this out. Like, they're playing it safe. Do I, do I go to church? Like, what if, what, if I get, what if I catch something? What if, I, what if my immune system's weak? And I would just say this. If you don't feel well, please don't come to church. Um, if, if you're concerned about your immune system, if you're worried about compromising your health, it's okay to not come to church. Amen? You're not going to go to hell. If you don't come to church, right? It's, it's, it's okay to, to take that break. Are we going to keep meeting? Well, Pastor Ben, we met today. We're going to keep it up. We got to show them who's boss. Are we going to keep meeting? I don't know. I don't know because from, from one day to the next, it could change. And the, the school district might say, well, hey, we, we're, we're no, no, more, no meetings at school for the next couple weeks. The state could say, no large gatherings, over 100 people. 
And, and we would just, we would honor that. We wouldn't rebel against that, right? But what, what do we do? What do we do? And I want you to know we have a plan in place. If that were to happen, we just have church online, baby. Come on. We just, we just gather up, yeah, we just gather up in people's homes around a, around a computer, around a, a, a device, or you sit there in your PJs on Sunday morning, and you just, you just enjoy church together with your family and with your spouse, with by, with by yourself, whoever you're with, right? You just enjoy, and, and, and we have church online because here's the deal. This building is not the church. You're the church. When you walk out of here today, the church has left the building. You're the church. And as the church, we exist for other people. We don't exist for ourselves. We exist for people who are not here yet. And so I want you to know that our leadership team, they're, they're communicating about what do we do and how do we handle this, and, and we're ready for whatever happens. But I just want us to remember as the church that it's not about this building. It's we are the church. And our city has never needed us more than they need us right now. Man, we're here. Our, our church is here for this city and this community for the long haul. Can I get a witness? So now here's the deal. We've always been biased to meeting. We always want to meet. The Bible says we should meet, so we want to meet. But I want us to look at our, our meeting together as a church and as a family of God. I want us to look at this as a refuge for people who need hope. Did you know there's a lot of people who need hope in our city right now? There's a lot of people in our, in our state that need hope right now, and we exist for them. We're going to keep being here for them. So, as, uh, so, so people are looking for hope. People are desperate, and we get to be sacrificial right now, not selfish. We, we get to show them the love of Jesus. Acts 2 continues. It says that every day they continue to meet together in the temple courts, and they, they met in people's homes. Verse 47 says, praising God. They were praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And here's what happened because they, they continued to meet. Here's what happened because they, they, they strengthened themselves in a time of persecution. They strengthened themselves in a time like the coronavirus. What happened, what had happened was the Lord added to their number daily. I believe that's, what can, well, that's what's going to happen. I believe that people are going to come to know Jesus Christ through this. I believe that the church can stand tall and stand strong, and we can be a light for people, and we can help people find and follow Jesus Christ. That's what I believe is going to happen. Come on, somebody. Do you believe that with me? It's okay to, to touch your other hand because you won't get a virus that way. I know we don't want to touch other people's hands, but you can touch your own. All right, number three. Number three is um, we, we shine the light. We don't hide it. We shine the light. We don't hide it. So, what, so like, we're not going to be political. We're not, we, we don't have time for that. We're not going to be political. We're not going to be opinion-driven. We're the church. We're higher than that. We, we don't shoot below the belt. Come on, we, we're up here, y'all. This is where God's called us to be. So we're not politically driven. We're, we're not opinionated. We, we do this. What Jesus told us to do in Matthew 5, we're the light of the world. And a town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. 
Like you, you don't turn the lights on in your house and then throw a blanket over the light. How silly is that, right? No, you, you, you put the light. Everybody has lights in, the, in their ceilings. Why? Because it gives light to the whole house. Same here. When you light a candle, you, you put it on a stand so that it will illuminate the whole house. And Jesus says in the same way, why don't you let your light shine before other people? Why don't you be an example? Don't cuss the lady out in, in the line at the supermarket while, while you're wearing your City Hope merch. Don't, don't flip off the, the guy beside you when you got that City Hope sticker on the back of your car. Why? So Do things to help people see your good deeds. And when they see your good deeds, they're going to go, I want, I want that. I, I, I want what they have. Man, he was so kind. He didn't get mad at me for cutting him off in the, in the grocery line. He bought my... He bought my groceries. I can't believe that. I can't believe somebody would do that. He said it was from City Hope Church or something like that. We're going to shine the light. We're not going to hide it. Come on. Do you, are you with me on that? I just believe that. That's in me. And, and during this time, people are afraid. They're unsettled. They're anxious. They're looking for hope. And guess what? Today, I'm deputizing you as a hope dealer. You're a hope dealer. You used to be a dope dealer. Now you're a hope dealer. Be like, what up, y'all want some of this? Got some hope for you. Right? Be like, come here, bro. I got some hope. You're a hope dealer. You're a life giver. You're a love giver. You're a light shiner. You're a hope dealer. God's called us to be that. And here's what I know about this virus. Here's what I know about, about COVID-19, coronavirus, is it's contagious. You know what else is contagious? Your faith. You know what's more contagious than this virus? Christianity is more contagious. When the world sees somebody who's shining the light of Jesus and they're sacrificial and they're faith-driven, it causes somebody else to go, I want what they have. I, I need what they have. I want to be like that guy. I want to be like her. I don't know what's different about them, but I want it. And let that contagious, let that thing rise up inside of us. Let Christianity, let, let our faith in God be contagious to people around us, spreading hope, spreading love, spreading the life of Jesus Christ. So I'm believing that the hope and the love of Jesus will spread faster in Wichita Falls than any virus can. Come on. It's going to spread faster than any virus. So this week I came across a list of scriptures from the New Testament that featured the word not, okay, the word not. And, and we have an emphasis on uh, in our, the title of our message is not afraid. We're not afraid. So that's the emphasis, not. And I want you to see all, all of these scriptures I'm about to read emphasize the word not. The angel at the birth of Jesus said, do not be afraid. Mary, do not be afraid. I bring you good news and great joy. Jesus gave clear direction to his disciples, and he said, I did not come for the healthy. I came for the sick. I didn't come for the righteous. I came for the sinners. 
And he goes on and he says, we are not of this world. Do, do not live by bread alone, but every word of God that comes out of his mouth. Jesus does not lead us into temptation, but he does deliver us from evil. Do not store up for ourselves treasures on earth, but in heaven. Do not worry about tomorrow because each day has enough trouble of its own. We walk by faith, not by sight. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Like Jesus, we're declaring, not my will be done, but your will be done, Lord. And so do we have good news during this season? Yeah, we got some good news that we are saved by grace, not by works. That we're justified in, by faith in Christ, not by works of the law. That God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation. That we, we do not set our minds on earthly things like social media and the news and all of that stuff. But we set our mind on things above. And we, we let perseverance finish the work, not lacking anything. We don't become weary in doing good. Why? Because at the right time, we'll reap a harvest. Is it going to be a struggle, Pastor Ben? Probably. It may be a struggle. It may be a battle. But listen, we struggle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and rulers and powers of this world. We will not be overcome with evil, but we will overcome evil with good. We do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. We will not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. We will not give up meeting together. The Lord is our helper. We will not be afraid. We won't be afraid, y'all. So I'm not ashamed of the name of Jesus or the power of the gospel. Why? Because it's the gospel that brings salvation to everyone who believes. The first century Christians, the first century church in the book of Acts, they said, hey, we can't stop talking about what we've seen and what we've heard. And they said, we're not going to be anxious about anything. They were being killed because they believed in Jesus, but we're not going to be anxious about that. But in everything, by prayer and by petition, we're going to make our requests known to God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard our hearts and our minds. Come on, y'all. We're different. We're not of this world. Our minds are not conformed to the way this world thinks. We are transformed so we can do the will of God. So we live by faith. We're sacrificial. We shine the light. And in 2 Corinthians 4, he gives us, Paul gives us this, this kind of hidden gem here of why we don't have to be afraid. Because we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God. It's not from us. So we're hard-pressed on every side. We've got the coronavirus, is, it's encroaching, it's, it's pressing in, but we're not crushed. We're perplexed. We don't understand it. Where did it come from? The coronavirus has been around for years, but it's a new strain. We don't understand, but we're not in despair. We're persecuted, but we're not abandoned. We're struck down, but we're not destroyed. Why? Because God is with us. Why don't we have to be afraid, Pastor Ben? Because God is with us. He's with us and he's for us. And I, I want to give you two more scriptures today before we close that really spoke to me this week. 
The first one's in Psalm chapter 112. And it says this, it says, Surely the righteous will never be shaken. They will be remembered forever. I love this part. They will have no fear of bad news. No fear? They won't be shaken? How many of you want that life? I want that. No fear. They won't be shaken. Their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. The, the next scripture I want to give you comes from Psalm chapter 91. And it's often, it's, it's often known as the scripture that, that people would pray in times of safety and healing and health. It's a declaration for people. Uh, it's sometimes referred to as the 911 prayer. Psalm 91.1, right? And look what it says. It says that whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Whoever dwells in the shelter will rest. Some of you need to rest. Some of you have been worried. Some of you have been concerned. Some of you have been wringing your hands about what's going to happen and how you're going to make it. And you, you, you've been worst case scenario thinking. And, and, and I just want to encourage you, whoever dwells there finds rest. He goes on to say, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. He's my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Verse 3 says that surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. Hey, we might have a deadly pestilence. A pandemic in the world. But it says he'll save you from it. It says he'll, he'll save you from the fowler's snare, from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers. And under his wings, you'll find refuge. Last time I checked, refuge was a good thing. His faithfulness will be your shield. He's going to protect you. He's going to be your rampart. Verse 5, you won't fear. You will not fear. The terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the land, nor the coronavirus that destroys at midday. You won't fear that. Verse 7, a thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it won't come near you. I hope y'all believe this. Because this, this is scripture. This is the word of God. This doesn't mean that we just go out and rub shoulders with everybody who's got coronavirus, right? We got to play it smart. But it, it does mean that if, if we do some things that he tells us to do, he says, it's not going to come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. That does not mean that a person who gets it is wicked, right? If you say the Lord is my refuge and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm is going to overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent. Verse 11, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all of your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Verse 13, you will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent because he loves me, says the Lord. All right, the Lord's talking here. Because this guy loves me, I'm going to rescue him. I'm going to protect him, for he acknowledges my name. Verse 15, he will call on me, 
and I will answer him, and I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him. I, I guess when I was practicing this, I imagined y'all up like doing cartwheels down the aisle and stuff. Like I was getting excited about it. Like, like I'm going to show him my salvation. Now, all of that is a promise. All of that is what God wants to do for you. But go back to verse 1. It's for whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High. That, that it's not a promise for somebody who says, Hey, Jesus, you got one of them drive-by healings? Hey, you want, you want a little dab of do you? It's for those who dwell. And some of you have not been dwelling in the shelter of the Most High. Some of you have been dwelling in fear. You've made good buddies with concern. You've made, you've made best friends with worry. You've, you've, made, you've made an alliance with doubt and negativity. And you're not dwelling here. You're not dwelling in the shelter of the Most High. You're not finding rest. You're worn out. You're beat down. I just want to tell you there's hope. I just want to tell you that all of that can be yours. It's a promise for us if we dwell. Verse 9 says, if we make him our refuge. If we make the Most High our dwelling, no harm will overtake us. Would you bow your heads with me today? And let me, let me just wrap it up with this thought. Some of you are here today, and you say, Ben, I've been consumed with worry, consumed with fear. I've, been, I've, I, I've, not been, I've not been sacrificial. I've been selfish. I've been hiding my light. I've been, I've been operating in fear and worry. And today, I want to surrender that. I want God to take that from me. I don't want to operate like that. I want to be... I want to be completely His today. I want the benefits of Psalm 91. I want to move back in the shelter of the Most High. If that's you today and you say, Ben, I'm struggling in that area. I need, I need help. Would you just lift up your hand right where you are? It, whether it's fear of the coronavirus or anything else, you're just struggling in that area. You say, Ben, I need God's help here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm worried about my own health I'm, I'm worried about somebody else or something else I'm, I'm fearful God today I just thank you that, that you are greater than fear that you are greater than worry and anxiety and doubt that you're greater than, than what, what comes our way you're greater than than this unsettling that we have in our country you're greater than being unemployed you're greater than a lack of a paycheck. You're greater than schools being delayed and coming back after spring break. You're, you're greater than travel bans. You're greater than all of that. You're greater than the coronavirus. Lord, you're, you're just 100% greater than all of those things. And so we just surrender to you our feelings, our emotions, our, our thoughts. And we say we need you, Jesus. Will you strengthen us? Will you empower us? Will you help us to stand up as a church and be 
be faithful people. Help us to be sacrificial in the way that we live for you. Help us to be a light that shines for you, Jesus. With your head still bowed, if you're here today and you say, Ben, I, I don't even have a relationship with Jesus. I know that I can't have everything Psalm 91 talked about because I don't even have a, like, I don't even know Jesus. I don't even have a relationship with him. I'm far from God. I'm distant from him. I've been living my own way, calling my own shots. I've been doing what I want to do. And to be saved, to have a relationship with Jesus means that you give up your way for his way. And you say, Ben, I'm, I'm doing things my way. I'm, I'm living how I want to live, and, and I know today I need to come to Jesus. I need a relationship with him. I need, I need to surrender. And if that's you, there's no judgment. You don't have to worry. I'm not going to call you out, call you to the front. But if that's you, you say, I'm ready to know Christ. I'm ready to have a relationship with him. Would you just lift up your hand right where you are, just between me and you, and I'm going to lead you in a prayer right where you are. Anybody here today to say, I want to dwell in his presence. I want to dwell in the shelter of the Most High. I want to be surrendered, fully, completely surrendered to Jesus today. Amen. God bless you. Come on, say this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, I give my life to you. I'm yours, heart and soul. I belong to you. I give my life to you. Strengthen me to do what you've called me to do. To live for you. To live by faith. To live by sacrifice. And to be a light for you. From this day forward, I'll live for you the best I know how. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen.